Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. bizarre is it that uh, Tim Kaine says, oh, we're going to have this uh, pro-infanticide bill. And, you know, people just need to people need to experience what life is like post Dobbs. And I thought, well, yeah, that's the whole point is that people, little babies, innocent babies. Yeah, they should get the chance to experience life. That's the whole point of what we're doing, isn't it? I have been a devoted reader of Dr. Michael Brown for decades, and I've joked with him in the past. Uh, I think he thinks I'm joking. I'm serious. I have bookshelves devoted to his writings. Uh, Some of them are worn out. I got the paperback copies. But I have always found just so much insight, such brilliance on those pages. I I just can't wait to read what it is that he's written. And it seems as if every time we talk to him, he's written another book. I didn't even realize he had a new book coming out. I wanted to talk about this Joshua generation, but yeah, we'll talk about his new book as well. Always happy to have him here, Dr. Michael Brown. Dr. Brown, thank you for being here. Oh, my delight to be with you. Thanks, Jeff. So, uh, Doc, let, let me start with the, the reason that I, I wanted you initially. It's a column you wrote for Town Hall. It's actually months ago, but boy, it spoke to me in such a way that I, I just felt compelled to reach out about this Joshua generation. There are a lot of us who maybe our next big birthday is going to enter us into the Joshua generation. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so when we use those terms, you hear them in church circles, the Joshua generation, it's the young people, it's the new generation, it's the kids, they're the Joshua generation. And of course, the generation that he led into the promised land, they had all been under 20 years old when, when their parents rebelled against God, so they died in the wilderness. But now it's, it's 38, 40 years later. So a lot of these folks, they were maybe 19, 18 then, so they're approaching 60. As for Joshua, he was one of the leaders in Israel, and, and because he was faithful to God, he didn't die in the wilderness, so he was at least 20 when that happened, probably older because he was a leader. So now he's at least 60, or maybe he's 70, maybe he's 80, yeah. and, and he's leading Israel into the promised land, and I thought, well, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm 67. He's 68. And I, I can be part of the Joshua generation. So it just gave a whole different concept. And it's, so the, the, the older folks, don't exclude yourself because this is our time. Yeah. And, and I was being driven to the airport by a student at a school where I was teaching. And he asked me about my travel schedule. I said, well, I'm actually cutting back a little on travel to devote some time to other things. He said, oh, heading towards retirement. I said, I haven't hit my stride yet. What are you talking about? I haven't hit my stride. I'm just getting ready. I'm getting ready. 
Dr. Michael Brown cutting back on travel. So, so what's that like three and a half weeks out of the month? You'll, uh, you'll, you'll yeah. Well, there? my current, my current trip is five days in Dallas, Fort Worth, then fly to Jackson, Mississippi, then actually fly to Hawaii oh, in two locations in Hawaii. So that's 12 days on the road and doing radio remotely. But basically, it's it's two weekends a month, one week during the week, and then one weekend as just a, a prayer retreat to get along with God. That's been the, the biggest change of all, more time with Him. But I'm strong, healthy, vigorous by God's grace, and uh, ready to get going, ready to be part of this Joshua generation. I'm going to tell you something, uh, Dr. Brown. When, when I read that that piece, first of all, I thought, yeah, I, I, I totally get this. I had no idea that you were 67 until you wrote that uh, because I, I, I look at you online. I listen to what you're, you're, you're doing on your broadcast. I read this. You're writing a book every 11 days, it seems like. And I thought, not a chance. But you're right, man. You are hitting your stride, brother. You are you're, you're just an inspiration to a lot of people. And, you know, I, I just want to say something to, to everyone that's listening that's, that's older. And I know you've got a multi-generational audience with your award-winning show there in Virginia. But the, the, the older generation has so much to offer from life experience. And I, I look at a two-year-old kid running around the house. They're cute. You know, they're fun. But all the energy, the balanced energy, they really have nothing they can offer. They can't, they can't write a book. They can't teach someone. They can't mentor someone. They can't do the chores. They can't do anything. They're just fun. They're cute. They, yep. And I'm thinking, why is it the older we get, we have much more to offer, but if we don't take care of ourselves properly, and a lot of it's in our hands, some of it's yep. not, but why not have energy that when you've got something to offer, when people need what you have and you've got life experience? So, so don't downgrade yourself. Sometimes you look at it as a young, a young person's world, but the young people need the wisdom of the fathers and the mothers and the life experience. And if we could join it together, boy, it's dynamic. Oh, my gosh. This this is why everyone of a certain age begins, begins sentences by saying, you know, I'm 76 years old. And you know, when I was a kid, I thought, oh, how annoying is this? I don't announce how old I am. And then now I'm thinking, no, no, this is the preface to I've seen stuff. I've done stuff. I've accumulated a, a bit of knowledge. Now, maybe you want to sit down and keep your mouth shut. Let me let me share some of it with you. Yeah, look, I, I started preaching literally 50 years ago wow. when I was 18 in 1973. I have been overseas more than 160 trips. Jeez. I've trained numerous generations of students in ministry schools in different settings and I've made countless mistakes and errors. It's like, okay, I've learned some stuff. <laughs> and, and that's why I sit and listen to people. When you realize you've got life experience, you've been through this, you've been there, you know, you've raised your kid, your kids came out well. well tell me, yep. what did you learn? How did it happen? That's right. Tell me about your relationship with your grandkids. How, how, okay, Nancy and I are about to celebrate 47 years of marriage. Oh, Maybe we have some ideas that will help young couples, you know. <laughs> Yeah, one or two, I would imagine, have, uh, have probably popped up. Now, I mentioned, Dr. Brown, that you have another new book out, or it's about to come out, because I'm looking at the page yeah. right now, pre-order. Uh, I, I didn't realize it. You know I'll be adding it to my cart, because I get everything from you pre-order if I can. Uh, this one, though, I, I think is going to speak to a large part of my audience, and it's entitled, Why So Many Christians Have Left the Faith. Now, that's a question that many of us ask, whether we are Christian or Jewish or this one or that one, there does seem to be a, th- this growing number. It seems to be a growing number of Christian leaders saying, eh, I'm done. 
Yeah, so on the one hand, there's a decline in religiosity in, in many circles it's seen, but you know, professing Christians in America dropped over 10% in a decade. We've never seen anything like that in, in American history. It, it's soon going to be the majority of Americans don't attend church services. We, we, we haven't seen something like that in, in, in our recorded history you know, for, for generations. Uh, you're, you're talking about young people largely dropping out. And what I try to do in the book is not bash and attack, but say, what's going on? Yes. Why is this happening? Uh, why it, all the scandals that we've had, the politicizing of the gospel, the scandals with major leaders, mm-hmm. that impacts people. You know, there has been so much movement on certain social issues that if the church has a different stance, well, now the church is bad because there's solidarity with all these different groups. Yeah. The objections that atheists have raised, the, the new atheists, when that really caught on around 2006, 2007, mm-hmm. those have now trickled down through memes and quotes just to the general public and even to kids. Yeah. The bombardment from social media, all the distractions, you know, the, the ubiquity of porn. and different, There's all kinds of stuff to deal with. So we need to understand why this is happening. That's why I do in the, deal with in the book why so many Christians have left the faith. The whole issue of deconstruct. I'm deconstructing now. I'm questioning everything that I've learned. I have a whole chapter. Can that be healthy? Can it be a good process? Hmm. But we try to understand why it's happening and then give solid answers, give, give, give fuel to light a fresh fire. Not just stick your head in the sand and believe because I believe or that's the way we've always done it. But really try to wrestle the thing through try to understand where people are coming from and help them, either those who are struggling, come back to the faith, or those who know someone that's struggling, being able to help them directly. Do you think that it is in large part driven by this social media onslaught? You referenced it a little bit, but this bombardment that is nonstop with, as you say, memes and comments and the rest of it and and videos just in in, in seven or 10 or 15 second segments, but routinely and incessantly bashing people of faith. Yeah, no generation has ever had to deal with this unique set of circumstances. The group think and the indoctrination of social media, the peer pressure, the, the circulating means that everyone just says it the same way, and, and the, the push to conformity, the shaming, the viciousness of it, the bombardment, the constant, the pull. I mean, there's an actual addiction. Your brain gets addicted. You've got to check. You've got to check. The, the wanting to receive likes, shares, what's trending. This stuff, it shapes public opinion. I, I wrote a few articles last, last year at the request of Daily Wire Mm-hmm. on the sociological contagion of transgenderism. This is not to attack someone that struggles with gender identity. Our hearts go out to them. Right. But this is to say, how is it that suddenly you've got all these young people, especially girls around 14, 15, 16, out of the blue, mm-hmm. for the first time identifying as men, we're, we're actually boys, many of them mildly autistic. It's, you remember the cabbage, talk, cabbage patch doll phenomenon? Sure. Where... Everybody, uh, parents literally getting fist fights in stores to get the last doll for their That's kids. Right. That's right. It's sociological contagion. Go in the 60s, suddenly we start growing our hair long, rebelling, doing drugs. Something just gets out in the air. Well, now think of what happens through social media. Yes. Now, whether it's the latest gay activist cause or this cause or that cause, it just gets out there. Shout your abortion movement, and it becomes everywhere. And it's like this tidal wave, and you're swallowed up in it. Very very destructive. Look, even questions about TikTok. 
Yeah. The government's saying that, that, that China is controlling the minds of our kids, not just getting data. So we really have to look into these things and really try to understand the unique dynamics of what people are going through and then meet them there and help them say, hey, great question. I love your question. Let's get answers together. Wow. I, I love that. I know that everything you do is motivated truthfully. Uh, it's it's it's, it's God driven, but it, it it is it is always about solutions. It's always about uh, helping people. I want to remind everybody: askdrbrown.org is like the one stop shop for for everything. The books, the uh, uh, the videos, uh, the classes that are there. Askdrbrown.org. Now, you you talked about meeting people where they were. Uh, you are actually coming to our area. You're going to be in Washington. Washington, D.C. I am so fascinated by this, and I, I, I'm i pretty sure I'm buying a ticket, if for no reason other than to see the Museum of the Bible, which I haven't seen, but also to shake your hand and say thank you for everything you've done through the years. You're going to be at the uh, Museum of the Bible on Thursday, April the 6th. That's, that's it. Normally, I don't break away for something during the week. In fact, they're going to have a room where I can do my radio show in <laughs> the afternoon. But it's, it is a Messianic Jewish Passover Seder. So it's the Passover season. There'll be a Messianic rabbi doing the Seder, and then I am going to give a Jewish message specifically to share with our Jewish friends what we believe about the Messiah. So for, for Christians, for believers, you'll find it, wow, the whole night will be wow and edifying and encouraging. And I think my message will be one of these eye-openers. Yes, yeah, so be there, Museum of the Bible, the, the Seder, April 6th. That's a Thursday night. And if you've got a friend, a Jewish friend, bring them along. So this would be a great night. You'll have a lot of great conversation with it. And, Jeff, it would be a joy to meet you face-to-face. Well, believe me, the uh, the joy and the honor is going to be mine. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I want everybody. And, and as you point out, this, this is for everybody. It, it really, it, your, your personal faith is not the issue here. The personal faith is, is something that may grow from this. It may challenge some things. It may, uh, it may just be a, a, a great evening of uh, chatting and, and enjoying and touring the museum. But, but it just seems to be such a, a meaningful event. Dr. Brown, you know this. I've said it every time we've had the opportunity to chat. I'm grateful for, for everything that you've done. I, I'm, I'm looking at some of your books as we speak. I'm getting ready to pre-order your latest book. And uh, God willing, I'm going to see you at the, uh, the Museum of the Bible April the 6th. Wonderful. Yeah, it'll be a joy. And when I'm signing books, because I see each name, when I see Jeff Katz, it always brings a smile to my eyes. I mean that. I love it. Thank you, sir. That is Dr. Michael Brown. His website or the website is askdrbrown.org, askdrbrown.org. He's a great guy. Now, I know there are going to be a lot of people, and every time I chat, they're going, hey, Jeff, now wait a minute now. He's challenging this. He's saying this. He's doing that. I get it. You know if you listen to this program. We have people on this program that we agree with, that we disagree with, that we're challenged by, that we enjoy, that we think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe uh, I just I, I just find everything about Dr. Michael Brown to be um, um, in, in, insightful. I mean that that's that's my point with him. He's insightful and uh, he's he's good good solid guy. It is uh, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.